Thank you so much for welcoming me back again. It feels like home being here, and I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I want to appreciate the praise and worship team in a special way. Thank you so much for making me really feel at home with that song. And I should tell you, they really, really did it well. So it kind of felt like I was back in home because that's what we do. We sing some English songs, we sing some Luganda songs, and uh, I just felt at home, and I hope you'll continue to make me feel at home. Remember that thing that we do usually when I'm here, I ask you to say amen when I say praise the Lord, uh, and it might happen again today when I'm preaching. So when you hear me say praise the Lord, usually it comes in a question form, you just reply Amen. Oh, sometimes you'll hear me say hallelujah in a question form, and I just want to ask you to just say amen, hallelujah. Amen. There it is. That's how it comes. And uh, say praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Um, you've seen what God has been doing in our place last year when I came here. I, I, I told you that we wanted to buy this piece of land. Uh, to relocate the church, and we weren't able to buy the piece of land, but we were able to rent it. God provided us such a huge tent that uh, uh, we were finally able to move in January, and the first day we moved, we had over 400 people who showed up. From 100 people to 400 is a huge leap. Uh, God is really doing an amazing job in the church. And we've now settled to about 250 people uh, as a church, which is incredible. The work is still going on big, and uh, God is blessing it. We have been blessed with so much now. And uh, we are moving on to focus on three major issues as the church now, uh, discipling the people and growing and, of course, reaching more of our community. And as Ken was telling you, our desire really is to reach the influencers of Uganda so that with their influence, we can leverage that to reach the other areas, the other people of our community. And we are beginning to see several of them now come to church and attend where we are. So our job has uh, enlarged to disciple them and uh, to continue really reaching out to them. But also... God has blessed us with so many children. We have over 350 children that come to church every Sunday. And so we, we are doing all these things that uh, uh, this year we want to build a children's play area for children in the community to come and just have a place they can be kids um, and, and play and uh, uh, and learn about Jesus and be discipled. We also are in the process of starting a kindergarten. We hope it's going to be opening up in January uh, for a lot of these children that are happening, that are coming to church. Also, uh, our church right now is made of about 50% of our congregation right now is high school and college students, which holds a lot of potential for us. And because of that, we have begun this program called the Fit for Life program. Uh, and in, on it, with it, we want to do a career center and just disciple and mentor these university and college students to become entrepreneurs in our country, in Uganda. And we want to invest 
time in them. We want to attach them to mentors and godly men. We want to teach them business skills and just equip them to, to go out there so that by the end of about three years, uh, they are able to become, to actually uh, do um, very viable business enterprises in our country on a Christian foundation. So that, those are the, some of the things that are happening, and uh, um, we, we are really trusting God that these things are going to be happening in our community. We've already seen uh, big stuff happening, and uh, Antioch Church is really uh, a big part of what God is doing. You have supported us. Some of you have come and visited us. I know that Brooke is trying to put together a team for January to also come. Um, you can be part of it, um, uh, th even through Antioch Church. You can support the work that God is doing. And uh, after the service, there is a table. You can see all that is happening um, and have some more literature that you can take with you. Today, that's not what I really came to talk about. I came to deliver the word of God to the family of Antioch Church. So that's what we are going to do right now. Could you please open your Bibles with me in the book of Ezra, the book of Ezra, and we are going to read chapter 8. Ezra chapter 8, verse 21 to 23. This is what the scriptures say. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. Because we had spoken to the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all those, is upon all those for good who seek him. For his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and treated our God for this and he answered our prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word and I want to thank you for the power that is in um, your word. We are sitting here today to, to hear from you and I pray that as I speak these words to your people and as your word comes forth, it will come out um, in power to transform us and to take us to the next level with you. I thank you for every man and woman that is listening in today. Um, I pray that you will work in their hearts and in their minds, Lord, so that your will will be done in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, one of the most exciting things in life, I think, is to find out God's direction for your life. And uh, in, in many, in many, for, for, for many of us, when, when you find out that course and that direction that God wants for your life. It is this exciting thing. And then uh, you, you see 
God is plan beginning to unveil before your life. You know that where you are, that is exactly where God would have you be. And you begin to follow that direction. You, you begin to look forward to, to life because now it makes sense. Now it has a direction. Now you have a flow. You, you know this is what God wants me to do. And this is where God wants me to be. And uh, I'm following that. And maybe some of us want to be there. But a time comes in life when you realize that this is really where God wants me to be. This is what God wants me to do. And this is the course of life that God wants my life, has designed my life to be walking. Now, in most cases, in many times when you do that, when you find that, you begin following it. You begin uh, seeing it unfold. And as you begin following God's plan for your life, you always come to those points where God leaves you with circumstances and situations that will still uh, leave you dependent on him, that will still call you to depend upon him. Now, you know that this is what God wants me to be doing. You know this is the course of life that God would have me go on but amidst that, God leaves you with these situations or leads you into these circumstances which call for your dependence on him. Praise the Lord. And uh, usually when you, you, you walk in those situations, it feels like you've been walking on this track and you've been moving on this road and all of a sudden uh, you hit a bump, you hit a wall, and you don't know exactly uh, how else to proceed because really you were following what God has for your life. And now you have hit a bump in the road. What do you do? How do you respond to such a place, to such a time when it feels like... Um, the road has come to an end and uh, the door is shut. <laughs> with all that has been going on with uh, faith in faith and my life, faith is my wife. Uh, God has blessed us with two children, Aliyah and Albright. And with all that has been going on in our lives, God has taught us a very important lesson that I wanted to share with you today. And this is the lesson. It is simply this. When you hit times like that, take a time out and seek God. Take a time out and seek God. And I think this is what is happening in the story, in the passage of Scripture that we have just read. The, the whole book of Ezra uh, chronicles these events that happen at a very important period in the, in the nation of Israel where they are returning from, uh, uh, from exile to their homeland. And uh, for some time, uh, over 70 years ago before all these events in these books are recorded, 
uh, the children of Israel had rebelled against God and God had sent so many of his prophets towards them and told them and uh, told them to repent. Uh, prophets like Amos, prophets like Hosea, prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah had gone to the nation and told them that people, if you don't repent, if you don't turn from what you are doing, God is going to take you out of this land. God is going to bring a people. They will conquer you and they'll take you out of the land and you will be held captive out of this place. However, after about 70 years, according to, to uh, Jeremiah, you will return. Now, they went in exile according to the prophecies and after 70 years, God began working that a time came, he rose up a king called Cyrus and Cyrus allowed the children of Israel to come back to their homeland and begin rebuilding. Well, the first group came and through all the challenges and the oppositions and with great faith, managed to reset up the temple uh, that had been destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. After 70, about 60 years after that, uh, the events that we are reading, up, uh, we are reading about today is when Ezra comes on the scene. And by this time, uh, the king then, Cyrus, has died. He has been succeeded by another king, Saxus, uh, something like that. And, uh, and that one has also died. And there's another king, Atar, Zaxus, all those names, uh, who has risen up. And uh, Ezra is described as one of the, uh, as a, a big, uh, big uh, scribe who has determined to know God's law, to teach it to others, and also to do it. And apparently Ezra begins to get favor um, with this king, Ataxus. And uh, he requests for all these things, and Ataxus gives him permission to, to get a group of people together and go back to Jerusalem and continue the work of beautifying the temple and teaching other people about God's law. He doesn't only give him permission. He gives him the resources he needs. He gives him even power. Uh, he gives him position. He tells him whatever you need, ask whatever you need and you will have it and go. So Ezra puts together a team of people and they begin to, to, they come together to get on this journey. But as they get together, they, they come to a point in their journey where they realize, well, they are following what God has told them to do, and they are walking on the course that God would want them to walk. They are following God's direction. They are following His will. However, not everyone is excited about what they are excited about. Not everyone uh, along the journey on the routes that they have to take to get to Jerusalem, not everyone on, the, on those routes wants them to really get there. So there are ambushes on the road. There are enemies they have to face. But this is not a group of soldiers. He has just gathered together a bunch of priests and uh, other people, well-wishers, men who are excited about the work of God that are saying, Yes, let's go and do it. They're not fighters. And they have little ones. They have their families. And they, they, they've put together their families. And they are walking 
to go back to Jerusalem. Now, they have hit a bump in the road. And they don't know exactly what they should be doing at this point. And at that point is when we find the words of scripture that we have just read in Ezra 8, 21. And Ezra gets the whole group together and says, guys, wait, let's take a time out and seek God. Let us pause and seek the Lord. And we read the words and he says, then I proclaimed a fast at the river Ahava and that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him the right of way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. Now, taking a time out to seek God is not a way of uh, kind of twisting God's arm so that he may do your bidding. It's not that. But what that does is when you take a time out to seek God, it works on you. Praise the Lord. It, it, it works on you. It humbles you. So there, there are three things that we, we look up at this, this, we find in this passage that begin to happen to a person who decides to take a time out and seek God when they hit a bump in the road. First is it humbles your flesh. It humbles your flesh. Ezra gets to this point and he says, I proclaim a fast that we may humble ourselves before our God. Um, he, they needed to seek God's direction. Even though they knew this is what God wants them to do, they still needed to seek his direction so that they may know how to proceed, so they may have the protection on their family, so they may, so they may have the direction to go. Uh, this is because um, God's things can only be done God's way. And so as you walk, when you, when you don't have that posture of humility, then you begin to meet uh, those areas where God says, okay, let's enforce some humility here. And as you seek his face, um, God takes you on this journey that just kind of humbles you and takes away all these things uh, that Money, possession, education cannot get. So to get to where he wants you to be, he says, take a time out and seek my face. And then as you take that time out, humbling yourself, what then happens <clears throat> is that then it helps you to heal your pride. Taking the time out to seek God's face helps to heal our pride. Because sometimes we get to those points where we think, well, I'm, in what, I'm doing what God is doing and I'm, I'm right up there and I'm doing it. And God says, okay, then let's put something. Let's put um, a circumstance. Let's put a situation that will just help you heal that pride, for we read in verse 22 where it says, for I was ashamed 
to request the king for an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we had spoken to the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him, but his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. Well, many times it is easy to speak about God's power and God's greatness and these things that he can do, but it's quite another thing to actually walk in it. Praise the Lord. And so what, what now happens is, uh, is God brings these enemies and now um, the validity of the statements that they have spoken to the king are being put to test. And so was it simply an issue of pride when you spoke all these words or were you really putting your trust in the Lord because our faith informs our actions. And so I see your faith by the actions of your life because faith without action is dead. So since you said all these big words before the king, now let us see what happens when those words are put to test. Is your God still God when things are not going the way you thought they should be going? Seeking, taking a time out and seeking God's face helps heal our pride and brings uh, us back to the right focus. And then, however, as you begin to seek God's face, it helps bring divine intervention in your situation. You will, we will always get to those points in life where really your knowledge your education, your connections, your skills, your strength, your money, your whatever cannot cut it except if God intervened. And when we hit a wall, when we hit a bump in the road, when we come to those points where uh, it doesn't uh, add up for us, it's time to take a time out and seek his face because as we seek his face, God intervenes because our God is a God who answers prayer. And so uh, Ezra says, so we fasted, we took a time out, and focused on God, and entreated our God for this. And he answered our prayers. Praise the Lord. We serve a God who answers prayer. And that's uh, why, for me, I, I really love the words of this song. It, it says, what a peace we often forfeit, and what needless pains we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Praise the name of Jesus. Uh, whenever we are faced with uh, times where we've hit a bump in the road, we, 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 we are walking on this road and we do not know exactly uh, what else to go, what else to do, it's time for us to step back, take a time out, and seek the face of God. I have seen, I have been with 
a number of friends and people that I have known who at one time, they are very excited about life. They are very excited about the direction that their life is going. They are excited about what God has said to them. They, they know that they are on this course that God has called them to be. And then as they begin to run, as they begin to walk, as they begin to follow the direction of what God is doing in their lives, then they come to that point where things stop working out the way they thought they would be working out. The money runs out. The people that had come together to, to work with them give up and go away. The, uh, the sickness sets in. Challenges come. And when they do, then they begin to question, was, did I really hear God say? Was this really what God had for me? Is this where God would have wanted me to be? And yet, really, that's exactly where God wants you to be because now it's time for you to hit a pause Stop working it out in your own energies and in your own efforts and take a time out and say, Lord, here I am. What do you want with my life? What is the next step? Can I hear from you again? I am humbled. Would you humble me? Would you heal whatever pride that is in me? And Lord, would you intervene in this situation? And uh, for me, I have, um, I have seen God do these things in, my, uh, in our lives that could not have been done in any way. Um, when we were moving the church, we were supposed to move the church in October. <clears throat> and we began the work of construction. God had blessed us with a really huge tent. It sits about a thousand people and we had a tent before which was sitting a hundred people and now we have a tent that sits a thousand people and we were setting it up. As we were setting it up, the city authorities came in and they stopped us from doing it. Well, the guy who stopped us from, uh, uh, from setting up the tent uh, was just a government official that wanted money. And we refused to give him a bribe. So he kept uh, postponing. He, we, he would ask us for one, pun, one thing and we would bring it. Then he said, okay, I forgot. There's another thing you have to bring. And I would bring it and say, okay, I forgot. There's another thing you begin bringing. So what we did as a church <clears throat> is uh, we got together and took a week of prayer and fasting. And just seeking God and saying, Lord, would you intervene in this situation? What we thought was that when we do that, um, God is, is going to just break the heart of this man. And, uh, and he will give us the permits that we need. What that did in our church, however, was one, to build a momentum and uh, an enthusiasm uh, for what was happening within our church community. So much so that when we did the move, finally, finally God intervened. The, uh, the guy uh, went on a sabbatical and we found someone else who said, uh, 
why weren't you given the permit in the first place? You have everything and we got the permits. But also, it just brought our church so much together that when we thought by the moving of the church we would lose some people, well, we never really lost anybody. We just doubled in number. And uh, God uh, began intervening and bringing resources from all ends that we never thought would come from. When you hit a bump in life, it's time to take a time out and seek the face of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Would we bow down our heads and pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you because I know that for every man and woman that is sitting uh, in this place today, you have a plan, you have a purpose, and you have a direction for life. It is my prayer today, Father, <clears throat> that you will give us that heart and that strength to know that in those times when we don't know exactly what to do, you have set a purpose, you have set a plan that cannot be stopped by anything, by no circumstance in our lives. And that in those times, Lord, we will find uh, the place to just to rest in you and seek your face so that we may see your divine intervention in our lives. I'm praying for those men and women, Lord, that are right now going through that place where they are in doubt as to whether what they are doing is exactly what you have called them to do. And you know, Lord, it's just a bump in the road. Father, I pray that you give them the grace to take that time out. I know it's not always funny, it's not always easy, but Lord, that you will grant them that grace, not to work it out in their own mind and in their own strength, but Lord, to take that time and seek you so that you may intervene in their lives. I bless you and magnify you in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.